0: So I know you are listening to this episode on YouTube, but there are so many podcasters that are listening on Apple and Spotify. And so what I want you to do is make sure you go over there and write a really good review. I want to hear what are you getting out of these episodes? We read them, we see them, we comment. So make sure you go over to Apple and Spotify and leave a review for us so that we can be able to hear your heart and where you are. Now, let's get back to the episode.
1: But I literally had a dream and I was 17 years old, been in church all my life, but um, I literally had a dream that who I was rolling with, we used to go out, my cousin, Shanita, y'all know, we used to uh, go out and drink in in addition to all that or whatever, but she used to have her um, mother's car because, you know, I ain't had no car or whatever. And I literally had a dream that Christ was driving this car and I saw pits of hell that was fire coming out. And he literally stopped at the biggest pit. And I had a bottle in my hand, and he was been to put me over in there. And I woke up, and I just said, Lord, if you save me, save me. And I was reeking sweat. And, you know, Dia, who was my mother, you know, that's how that's who we call her. Um, she was in the kitchen. You know, mama's then get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. 4 o'clock in the morning, cook dinner before Sunday morning. And so my bedroom was right there next to the kitchen so I saw the light coming from the kitchen door and I literally thought that it was the fire based upon the dream. And I woke up and I just started crying and I just said, Lord save me, I'ma live for you. And I've been on,
0: and I literally felt the heat. Hey there, I'm Ari, your petite but powerful Kingdom teaching professor and entrepreneur. I bring the sass, the laughs, and the serious let's get real and heal moments without any filters. Now meet my mom, Pastor Dee, the number one dunamis woman leading our Healing For My Soul movement. As a kingdom teaching pastor and life coach, she is unapologetically real, raw, and radical, but she's our rock and the voice of wisdom that we all need. And then there's Alison, fierce yet tender, and the voice for many single mothers. She's the silent heartbeat of our family and will be the first to tell you, yeah, life with these two can be crazy, but I got their back and we're in this together. As a dynamic trio, we spearhead the Healing for My Soul movement, sharing the miraculous healing power of God through our journey, truths, and a little humor as we guide women to pursue healing as a lifestyle so they may experience freedom within their life and legacy. Well, welcome to another
1: episode of Healing for My Soul podcast. You all, we got some good stuff that's going to be here today on this podcast for you. You know why? Because it's titled Seeing My Mother's Pain. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm warning y'all right now. I don't know how this going to turn out because I got two daughters over here. I am the mother. And I know it's some stuff that they have seen in my life based upon my pain. But I'm going to let you know right now, I am unapologetic. Mm. Very unapologetic. So, you all, I just want you to know, y'all better be glad I pursued healing. Because if I did not pursue healing not just for my life, but for your lives. I don't know where none of us would be based upon my pain. But let me tell y'all one thing that I don't think you know about me, or you just don't know. Spill y'all tea. ready?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mari said, He's not the father.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? We ain't finna cry over that. We finna rejoice. Y'all finna rejoice? We finna rejoice. <laughs> Who is he so
2: I can get my dividend? <laughs>
1: No, that, that, that look, he's your father. Trust me. Both of y'all act like him, look like him in certain ways. But I don't
0: know, did so you weird. all
1: know at 15 years old, I was struggling with alcoholic, being an alcoholic? You were
0: alcoholic or you were struggling with alcohol? Um, yeah, I was,
1: I was, I was deep into alcohol.
0: And I think it, you mentioned it, but you didn't. Like you had a 40 it. or you had Hennessy?
1: I had a closet full of all kinds of hard alcohol, that alcohol, rummy, Rum, gin, tequila, all kind of stuff, because I medicated a lot of my pain from childhood, particularly based upon my own mother's pain, but yet it was still tied into my father's pain through alcohol. I thought you medicated with penis. No, well, I, I remember that, 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 I mean, I, <laughs> the abuse, you know, and yeah. they go together, they go together. But in the private times, when the penis wasn't around, the alcohol was around. You understand what I'm saying? And from a paternal aspect of my own father's lineage, they struggled with alcohol. That's
2: what I was going to say, because I remember you you said it, but you never went in depth with it, mm-hmm. um, about you struggling with alcohol. And then, but you said, like, when Granddaddy, he, like, died because his struggle with alcoholism. Yeah, he
1: became clean after, but right a little bit after the... I grew up all seeing him drink alcohol and with the alcoholic addiction. But humbly saying and graciously saying that he did clean himself up but few years later he died but i did not want to go down that same path i saw the path of destruction i saw the path That it was taking me on. Thank God for Christ. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for giving me an encounter with Him. But at the end of the day, that still did not just bring healing instantaneously. Mm -hmm. And most people think just because they have an encounter with Christ or they go to church or whatever, that healing is automatic. You got to do something and face your own stuff.
0: Okay, so take me behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. Mm Because you say, well, this was 15. Mm -hmm. And you typically have said at 15, you had spiritual mothers, they took you to the altar. That was at 17. Okay, so this was prior to... That was prior. Okay, so take me back. What was that daily life like? Like, did you just come home from school, high school? See, yeah, and it
1: was. And, and, and this is why I love being very much involved in your lives because my mother wasn't that involved in my life. She never knew. She died going to this grave not knowing a whole lot of stuff about me. And that being one. And what about your
2: siblings? Did
1: they know? No, because we were in Pensacola, and we moved from Chicago to Pensacola, and it was only me and your Uncle Donald. Uh, And he was on a whole other thing. That's a whole other podcast if we need to talk about brothers. But I was isolated.
2: Okay.
1: Isolated uh, within my pain. And you can literally hide. Hide. Pain will make you hide, and
0: nobody won't see you. What was the pain you were feeling? Like, what was going through your head – as you came home from high school and was drinking? Like what, I it mean, really, good. what was the, but I'm saying, what was the pain that ignited? First you of all, to, well, the, I, I, first of
1: all, I talked about the pain of abandonment from my father, mm-hmm. but, you cannot have pain from a father without having pain from a mother who has impeded upon that based upon their relationship. Mm-hmm. So the main thing is, is that I think what really took me over into that is because she would not let me stay with my father. I did not want to move from Chicago to Pensacola. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the most horrendous move for me. Uh, it was and for me to for him to want me. And for him to say, I can come live with him, and she said no, and taking me from everything that I was familiar with, everything that I knew, everything that I felt my comfort in, it caused me to find a comfort in what I discovered, which was to be alcohol. And patterns do go from generation to generation to generation,
2: yeah. Now, how were you able to afford all this alcohol? Now
1: you know, money has always rolled through my fingers. You know, you know what I'm saying? But what if,
2: but what if Grandma honestly was protecting you for something she knew about him?
1: Regardless if she was or not, I don't believe it. But second of all, it doesn't even matter because well, it, yeah, because it. it still went into that 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 particular behavior. And even for myself, you know, that's why I believe emotional healing is so important because a lot of a lot of a lot of people do drugs and alcohol out of damaged emotions. Mm
0: -hmm. So what was the turning point? Like what made you the the
1: turning point is really when I had (laughs) a real talk. Y'all know I'm a dreamer, Uh, but I literally had a dream and I was 17 years old. I've been in church all my life, but um, I literally had a dream that who I was rolling with, we used to go out, my cousin, Shanita, y'all know, we used to uh, go out and drink in in addition to all that or whatever. But she used to have her um, mother's car because, you know, I ain't had no car or whatever. And I literally had a dream that Christ was driving this car and I saw pits of hell that was fire coming out. And he literally stopped at the biggest pit. And I had a bottle in my hand and he was been to put me over in there. And I woke up and I just said, Lord, if you save me, save me. And I was reeking sweat. And you know, Dia, who was my mother, you know, that's how, that's who we call her. Um, she was in the kitchen. You know, mamas then get up at five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. four o'clock in the morning, cook dinner before Sunday morning. And so my bedroom was right. Next to the kitchen, so I saw the light coming from the kitchen door, and I literally thought that it was the fire based upon the dream. And I woke up and I just started crying and I just said, "Lord, save me! I'ma live for you." I'm and I've been on and I literally felt the heat. I literally felt the I didn't feel the burn of it on me, but I felt the 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 heat that was so drastic coming out of those pits.
2: I had a dream like similar to that, and I thought I get yourself together. I thought I was crazy. And, and even
1: when I tell people,
2: Allison, you ain't had a
1: drink. I'm like, no, yeah, yeah. And and that was, whew, I was what seventeen and sixty now, but I remember it to this day. I could feel it to this day. It was it was an experience, and that's what I say. Healing is an experiential power.
0: So that's the pain that we didn't, we never saw you carry. No, but we never saw that. I know you ne- you carried pain if you were experiencing pain, which I know that you were, as as I know you now. You carried it very well. Mm -hmm. And there, I remember the time that I literally saw that you really were in pain. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was, uh, I want to say that was after, that was your divorce with um, our stepdad. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's the first time that I literally saw you in a certain, like not this strong, resilient, no... You know, no shitter type of women. Woman, I was like, she's really hurting, like, really, really hurting.
1: Yeah, because that's the first time I've really, truly experienced love that I required,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: based upon the pain that I was harboring, and that love literally wiped away a lot of the pain that I had, even when I met him even although I had been going through my emotional healing journey, because healing is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Le- healing is always going to be a lifestyle. But I experienced the coitus. I experienced a lot of that with him. And so, yes, to have that separation and to have that things to go, it was, it was very painful in a different way. Hey, you all. Healing is always needed for the heart of a woman's soul. So that's why I am here to admonish you. Get a copy of the book, Healing the Heart of a Woman's Soul. For over 20 plus years, I have been coaching women to go on their healing journey and walking it out. And you will find this compilation book, your story, your life, because why? All of us are dealing with pain. So go to www.healingformysoulpodcast.com and get a copy of your book today because one woman's healing is another woman's healing. Now, enough of that. Let's get back to this episode. Why? Because healing is a lifestyle.
0: So, I mean, I don't think the listeners necessarily know why. If you experience that, then why did it necessarily end, right? Um, What caused it to shift? Before I even go to like what I saw, mm-hmm, but what caused mm-hmm. it to shift?
1: What caused it to shift with us? Mm-hmm. Um, this is truly a lifestyle for me. Um, when I say this, healing for my soul, um, living a life for the kingdom, for Christ, that there is no deviation. But with this came a lot of sacrifice. With this came a lot of financial struggles. With this comes a lot of pressure. With this come a lot of not being pleased or you being the first person. I think he went so far that he could take. Mm -hmm. I think he went, I know he went so much as what he can take. So the separation and departure was, I loved him enough to let him go. Mm -hmm. Because experience, he being out there, I don't, do the term cheating. He was experiencing other things that he wanted. And I no longer wanted him to be in a state of guilt. I no longer wanted him to be in the state of feeling pressure. I wanted him no longer to have to hide to do something that marriage was contrary to our marital vows. Mm -hmm. And so I released him. And to love for me is to let go. To love for me based upon healing is not to always be selfish about what you want. Some pain, the pain of change can be so far better and greater than the pain of staying the same.
0: You know, that's actually funny because it's not really funny. That pain is what catapulted us to get to where we are today. It is. I remember seeing you in a severe state of pain and we were in the office because you all had a commercial real estate magazine and you all mm-hmm. bought that business together and you weren't showing up the way that you used to always show up. And you had dunamis woman. Um, you were teaching healing in our bedroom and you were helping women heal from the depths of their soul, moving mm-hmm. people in. You took our home, made into a transitional living home. He was with you at that time. And so women saw your husband. It wasn't mm-hmm. like they, you know, weren't mm-hmm. part. It was, women were at our house every Saturday morning, every. literally at- there. And so as a husband, mm-hmm. he was a part of that experience. I was a part of that. So to see such a powerful woman and you all go into your separation, it was like it killed you on the inside. And I remember, I don't know vividly what exactly I said, but I remember coming into your office and I was just like, you got to get up out of this shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, you got to get up out of this shit. Yeah, because yeah. we got to keep going. We got to move forward. And Dunamis Woman wasn't what it is today. I mean, mm-hmm. it was probably like five Dunamis Women. <laughs> okay, right, right, It definitely right, right, wasn't right, right, 90,000, right. you know, in mm-hmm, our community. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the business, I was like, you got to get it together. And I felt like at that moment... It was really when I not only saw your pain, but if it wasn't for that moment, I don't think that it would have catapulted us to where we are today. And I don't know what that necessarily did to you. But for me, I think it really helped me understand how I have been positioning your life into Mm -hmm. to you always talk about turning your pain into your power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time that I'm literally had to visually see you take your pain and use it for your power. And Correct. many women have come to do Miss Woman and Healing for My Soul because you talk about that betrayal, yeah. because you talk about what actually is happening. And, and
1: it wasn't more so the betrayal. I had literally lost my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I commend him to this day, and we're still friends. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I still am grateful for him and appreciative to him because even when your father was going through... Uh, bouts of his own drug drug addiction and things happen with you all he stepped right in he took a lot Mm -hmm. he came in on a lot of my life that was going on and for a man not to have any biological children and stepped in as a man not trying to be your father but also being a man for me he stepped into a lot a lot of the my agency had just closed down uh bills were insurmountable, ins- 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 things would had- happened, and he stepped in as a man, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think he recognized the pressure that he was taking on. But men take on pressure, and it gets to them too. Yeah, Men have a lot of pressure, and they'll walk away. So I'm, I'm grateful, but at that point where you saw my pain, first of all, is the fact that, I lost the friend that I had. He wasn't just, ooh, you're my husband. And we laugh, we kick it, you know. He knew a lot that many people just did not know about or saw in me. Mm-hmm. And then second of all, for my daughter, who is developing as yourself into a beautiful woman, to be able to, hey, put her foot in my ass and say, you got to get it together, that's huge. hmm hmm that's huge. And for me to be able to receive it. Why? Because you were able not only to see the pain, but you saw the joy that I experienced as well. Yeah. What yeah. did you
0: see, Allison? Uh, for her? Well, what was the first time you ever saw her, like, mommy in pain?
2: Well, I know you say it sounds crazy when I say I remember what it's like being in her womb. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I do. How, like, how many i of y'all remember what it's like being in your mother womb? You, I, you a special kind <clears throat> of fetus. I do. Like... I don't remember like exactly everything,
2: but I do remember. But for me, I didn't understand. I would say if I was to really like go back and really embrace my first pain was seeing you with Diddy, mm-hmm. um, the house in Creek, mm-hmm. um, and me and Ariel were in our room, and I think it was one point like you and him got into it. And then he left, and then I just seen, I seen you in that pain on your face. Like, I don't know. what. Like, it's crazy because being a young girl, I just see my daddy. You get what I'm saying? Correct, correct. But I don't know. But now, like, if I was to really sit back and sit with myself and think about it, that was really my first time seeing you with pain. Mm-hmm. So when it came to where – when your ex-husband came, our stepfather – I knew it was still pain with him and where at some point you were still holding on and you wanted to hold on where you, I'm not going to say you put a second, Mm -hmm. but you tried so hard to put him first where he recognized he was first in your life. Um, Where when we got to a certain age, you were like, okay, it's time to, you know, not separate, like, you know, fuck the kids. but. It was well, time to put yourself first. So my first time of seeing your pain was with our father. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, and then you're saying with, with the stepfather, you saw me trying to put him first. Yeah, trying yeah, to make him yeah, feel yeah. Well, like a man well, or
2: was, I don't even think it was putting I, him no, first. I, I think you really first. put
0: ministry first. You well, Yes,
2: yeah, ministry, but what? I, I don't think it's... Put, what I mean by putting him first is more so... Not put him first like, oh, my God, he's the Lord of everything. Like, no, not that. I mean, put him first where to make him feel like he is a man, the man. You get what I'm saying? No, no. What
1: what, what the woman, what healing has taught me as the woman is to always be the woman. Mm -hmm. What healing has done for me is not to let motherhood, wifehood, any other hood, suffocate the woman anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I did not put him first. I embraced the man because I am the woman. Well, yeah. And I want all women, if I can continuously do this journey with truth and transparency, or as I do, is to see yourself as woman because so many people, so many people put their kids before everything. Don't a man want you to... This is man and woman here. This ain't just, ooh, husband and wife. I'm a woman and he's a man. And so many people put their, even their sons as their husbands, sons as their man and stuff like that. We got to, healing has taught me how to position people in my life. There is no first, there is no second. It's positioning.
0: So do you ever think that you put ministry, do you think ministry and what you were doing at that time, it contributed to the separation between you I'm sure and had. I'm sure
1: it did. I'm, I, I'm sure it did. And I don't apologize for it because even in the relationship I'm in now, it's putting it first mm-hmm. because it's not the ministry. It's my love for Christ. He Byron did not walk away from me. He walked away from Christ. He walked away from Christ. But Christ, how I love him. The Christ on whom I serve and I will never apologize because I still there's not a night and a day that he didn't go by
0: tended to for his own manly needs. So I know you are listening to this episode on YouTube, but there are so many podcasters that are listening on Apple and Spotify. And so what I want you to do is make sure you go over there and write a really good review. I want to hear what are you getting out of these episodes? We read them, we see them, we comment. So make sure you go over to Apple and Spotify and leave a review for us so that we can be able to hear your heart and where you are. Now, let's get back to the episode. You know what, that's funny that you say that because there's many women who... I always say there's many women who love Christ, and then there's some who, very few who live for Christ. Correct. And not only do you have a love for Christ, but you're a certain kind of woman that lives for Christ. Mm -hmm. And that pain is a pain that has beauty in it, but that pain and seeing you carry that to literally be a woman that is sold out to live for Christ yeah. and that nothing comes above that. Nothing. I'm not talking about religious, ooh, Lord no. is my God no, and no, he's no, just no, the no, vo- no, no. head of my life. It ain't that. I mean, your life, when I say our home was turned into a transitional home, when I say that you give because you give, like it's like you Jesus walking around as a black woman. I don't know who the hell you are, but you try to touch as many people as possible. But seeing that also, to me, I think trickle down to my level of pain to see that you carry that to see people walk away from you because that you live life for Christ to see people reprimand you because you live life for Christ for people to say, you just doing this and this and this, mm-hmm. it, it puts something in me to say, am I ever going to have love like that? Am I ever going to be able to hold and, on and, to a true marriage? And, Is a man going to really regard me and, in this walk and, that and, I'm and having? I, and I
1: believe when two people love Christ, like I can't make that choice for the other person I don't live for pleasure. I live for purpose. But that put- and, and, and when you say Christ, you're to me, you're saying purpose. Yeah. This podcast is purpose for me. Me being able to reach however many it's going to reach is purpose for me. You but that's
0: scary, though, because you, and I'm just being transparent, you prayed for children. You couldn't have children. Yes, the marriage with our father was not the best but you still had your children, you still pursued where you are. And sometimes I look at me teaching about purpose, being so sold out on purpose that I'm almost, you know, I hate to say like, am I gonna be cursed? No, it's not a curse. But I'm just telling you the thoughts. I know it's not a curse, but it's almost like because I saw the pain that you carried (laughs) in those who (laughs) walked away, it's almost like, am I ever going to really experience
1: that? And not only those who walked away. Well, I released him. Yeah. I released your father. I'm probably about to release the one I got right now. Because at the end of the day... I'm not going to allow somebody else's pain to take me back to where I was. Healing progresses you.
0: Yeah. So like I said, I just feel like it could be a a curse. And I know that it's not really that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like it makes you wonder, when you are living and you're turning your pain into your power and you're, you're living life on purpose, would you ever really experience some of the pleasurable things that, that you desire? And it's not, I don't want to say pleasure, but you know what I'm saying? Like the love, someone understanding you and all those different aspects. Like, and, and instead of looking at
1: someone else,
0: instead of seeing my pain in this instance,
1: see someone who is doing purpose together. i mentor. Mm-hmm. He and his wife are doing purpose together. Mm -hmm. They're making things happen together. That's just not my story. Now, I ain't gonna say it ain't gonna never be my story because I got a long life to live, but it hasn't been my journey does that make sense? But everything that I live based upon that pain, literally, I'm turning it into not only purpose, but it's exuding my power. And I am reaching women all across the globe. So if I got to go through another one and if I got to go through another one, if I got to go through another one to reach more and
0: more of the masses, bring it on because that's my life. And I love my life. But when you think about seeing your mother's pain, you're who I come from. That's okay. So then at the same time it's like if, if that's the type of life that you love and that you enjoy and that brings you life and, and you may not have ever experienced that kind of love again like you had knowing that I'm a part of your legacy it also still subconsciously makes you question is that gonna be my life? Okay. but, but.
1: but I think, And I understand where Ariel come
2: from mm-hmm. come, is coming from because you do live for Christ. Everything you do is in Christ. So I feel like I understand where Ariel is coming from because it's like, even me being 35 and single. And that's why I say, you know, and I know you guys say, Alison, don't say that. Don't say that. But that's why I say, I don't think there's a man out here for me because, uh, I'm in a position where I'm ready to live for Christ. And and I'm ready to live in purpose, Yeah, and I don't think, you know, this world have their... And
1: and, and the thing is, Christ knows not only what you need, but who you require. The, the, how did we, as a people, get here? When I say people, black people, how did I get here?
2: They brought us on a boat over the desert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but and they did. But I still got here based upon some other woman's pain, her sacrifice. I don't think Mm -hmm. that our society deems where mothers sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So the future generation can be greater, do greater. I'm here because of another woman's sacrifice. The only thing my mother did not know how to do is take her pain and use it for her power for my greater gain.
0: Yeah, but uh, and I think that's the thing. When and I'm we, here
1: to break the curse. I ain't yeah. here to
0: perpetuate it. And I think that's the, the biggest thing is because when we're seeing our mother's pain, many of us immediately run and make a covenant to say, I'm not going to do that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm going to do something different. I could say, you know what? My mother has had four failed marriages. We laugh about all your last names many different times or maybe three. How many is it? I don't know. It's I lost home. count before. Right. <laughs> and so we always say and I can make a covenant. Say, I'm never going to be like that. I'm going to have a wholesome marriage. I'm gonna, And I could do it out of bitterness mm-hmm. versus you telling me, Ariel, you shall be loved. You shall yeah. have what I never yeah. have. And so it's knowing how to carry my mother's pain, not with a state of bitterness, but understanding and recognizing that I'm here to do greater and to receive greater and to be able to still carry your pain with honor. Not pain because it hurts me, but carry to see the stripes that you had to take Mm -hmm. and to say, because those stripes, I'm not going to be able to have to endure that. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to make a covenant agreement to say, I'm going to be different from you. I could just walk in who I am because you took some of those things that I didn't have to take that. And I think many women, instead of seeing their mothers in pain Mm -hmm. and embracing their power and embracing some of the good things that they have Mm -hmm. seen, they Mm -hmm. get bitter and they say, look at you. You never was nothing. You never had a husband. You never was married. You never did this. You never did that. And I'm going to make all these covenants to do something different. And I was there prior to my
1: healing Mm -hmm. because some things may look the same based upon me and my mother, but they're not the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My, My face looked the same. As her, but it's not the same. Mm -hmm. My physique, the way that I develop, grow in my core, it looks the same. If I did not do anything about it by working out and taking care of it, it would look the same. But the difference between she and I in that particular analogy is that she didn't work out, so it continued to grow. Mm -hmm. I am here to change the scope. It will look the same, but it's not the same. Yes, she was married four times. It looks the very same pattern. My sister don't have that. Why me? She she has a marriage been for 40 years. Still pain, but she had 40 years. Me, my whole pattern looked like it's the same. But the difference is I'm using it for purpose. I'm using it to catapult this legacy. I'm using it to reach the masses as opposed to my mama just left and told them what they wasn't going to do and stayed and harbored her pain. She died with pain in her soul. And that's what I was
2: going to say. Sometimes you can use your mother's pain for a purpose. Yeah. Like I'm going to... Like, to be honest with you, I use your pain for my purpose. You use it. Because you it better looks, use it. Like you said, it looks the same. But it ain't the same. It looks similar. I mean, even though legally I have not been married four times, but I've been married four times, you know, uh, with two daughters. And it's crazy because, and I was looking at a previous, an old video of us. Even my youngest looked just like Aria. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes I got to work not to snatch her little butt up. When she lately, all she no, 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 and I'm like, if you won't stop looking like your Titi, mm-hmm. between the daddy and the Titi. right, right, you'll snatch. I got leg. a whole lot of pain in this two year old, and it looks, you know what and, what but yeah. it looks but,
1: the same, but it's not. It's not the yeah. same,
2: and so I rather use, you know what, Christina? Let me use you for my purpose.
0: Yeah,
1: and the, first, and, 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 the I, and the first thing that I had to do, and I want to admonish you all to do it is to look at the pain, look at the life. The reality of it is I am my mother's daughter. And I'm not going to apologize about it, but that don't mean I have to accept everything for what it was. I will use the example. You go to the doctor. You know how they ask you a list. Do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have, do you have diabetes? Do you have high blood pressure? Did your mom have high blood pressure? That's what they ask. Did your mom have diabetes? Some people will say, oh, yeah, she had it. So that means I'm going to get it. I say, no, she didn't have it. She acquired it and she didn't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So that's her story. That's not mine. You're not going to judge me based upon her decisions. You're not going to judge my life and what my medical condition is going to be about because she sat up and ate cake, sugar and all this other stuff. And that's okay for her. I choose to live better. I choose to live greater, not to put her down. So I could say that about emotional healing. Yeah, okay, fine, four four husbands, this and that. But I choose to take whatever I experience because of my love for Christ and utilize it to reach people. Jesus died with pain, and he experienced pain so we may live. So if Christ is inside of you, who in the hell told you that you don't have to experience pain for other people to live? Mm. It's what you do with it, and I'm not inflicting it. When, 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 When I discovered that he was with someone else at that point, I prayed with him. Mm-hmm. I prayed for him, I loved on him that wasn't my shit that was his. I didn't had a guilt he had the guilt. Why am I going to inflict more pain on him? yeah can you really love like Christ? can you when Christ said make love to him he needs your love. I could have took his stuff out like waiting to exhale, but what is that going to do That's not the love of Christ. healing doesn't make you talk the word healing causes you to live the word
0: yeah. So I thank you all for listening to this podcast. And I know that everyone who is listening that you have a mother and there is some pain that you have experienced and you got to really ask yourself, how am I seeing my mother's pain? Am Mm -hmm. I seeing it as a curse or am I actually seeing it as something that is going to draw me closer to Christ and to use it as my strength and my Mm -hmm. power. And I'm going to actually walk in that because it's not a curse. And at the end of the day, you have to be able to be humble with yourself to not only see your mother's pain but see that you are the womb you came through her womb and you are carrying it with a purpose Mm -hmm. and you got to use it on purpose so I thank you guys for listening to us I definitely want you to continue to like comment subscribe what you got out of this episode and stay connected as you are here with us on this healing for my soul podcast in this journey but this was a one to look at yourself so I hope you got something out of it but we love you all and we're glad that you guys listened to this episode
1: see my pain (laughs)